Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Hi, friends. We're going through some interesting times here in the America and actually around the globe. So this podcast is going to be dedicated to really helping you navigate what we're currently walking through with the COVID-19. Uh, at the time of this recording, you know, many people are experiencing significant changes in their life and in their habits, as well as uh, their workspace and things are canceling and closing and every day there's something new. And that's why we want to do this podcast. Uh, many years ago, actually it was back in 08 or 09, the H1N1 was was really uh, creating havoc. And in fact, it actually hit our family. My son was uh, positively tested for the H1N1. And I understand what happens in a crisis like that, especially as a mom of many all the kids were living at home when my son, you know, contracted this, and it was a as a state of trying to keep everybody else from getting it. So it was constantly cleaning up something. Uh, I think you know what I mean. But it's a time where I wanted to bring a perspective as we have to face this. There's so many unknowns, and and I'm not saying H1N1 is exactly like what we're facing with the COVID-19, not by any stretch of the imagination, except for this one area. There's a lot of unknowns, and with unknowns comes a certain amount of uneasiness and anxiety. So I'm going to do a series, I'm going to air them rather quickly, but I'm going to do a series on the anxieties. One from uh, dealing with these college kids that are facing, you know, upheaval in their last semester, what you can do as a parent to help them, to to help them process it. Uh, The series today is just going to be on some basic things of what you need to do, and this is not a preparedness. There's so many people out there talking about what to do to be prepared, and you know, if you're like me, you're going to the grocery store and you're saying, you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing, and that is empty shelves. Uh, It's hard to find things. Largely, it's hard to find things because it's not just a isolated uh, area like I live in Orlando, so oftentimes we have to go prepare for hurricanes. And if you forget something, you could drive to a neighboring, you know, a, a good one two hour drive to another community area county, and you know you can find everything you need because they're not under the same heightened sense of alert. With this COVID nineteen, it's the entire country that's facing this heightened alert. And to be honest with you. Uh, everybody's out doing the same thing in every state and every county that you are. Now, it is true. Some are making light of this. Some Sometimes people make light of this, of, of really tense, stressful situations because it's, it's how they, um, it's how they deal with life. It doesn't mean that they don't take it seriously. It's that they don't want to live in a sense of panic and distress and, you know, have panic attacks over it. So some people just process it in a lighthearted manner. They have an attitude, which is not wrong of, hey, whatever's going to happen happens. You know, those that's actually a 
not a bad trait, but there will be others that balance those that will maybe go a little overboard and, and they will have stocked up and, you know, taken all of their savings out of the bank just to be able to have the supplies that they need. But I want to cover a few points as we talk about how to navigate being quarantined and when things start, you know, like schools right now where I'm in Orlando, Disney World is closing this weekend, which is pretty remarkable. A lot of uneasiness. You know, obviously all the sports events are being canceled uh, or and or postponed. I got wind that one conference that I've spoken at for years actually got shut down right in the middle of it. So there's there is a lot of unrest a tremendous amount of financial shortfall for, from a retailer's perspective, but also from a consumer's perspective and an employee perspective. But this episode is specifically going to be geared toward, let's, let's talk about you've been told to work remotely, your children are out of school, and they have to do school at home, and you still have to work. So basically, in the course of, you know, a few hours, maybe 48 hours, you are facing an entire family unit being home pretty much 24-7. Now, as a homeschool mom, we were used to that. My husband has worked from home for over 20 years. I've worked from home. So we have found our rhythm and routine. So we've worked, we've played, and we've done school uh, for almost 30 years now together. It wasn't easy, and it takes some getting used to. Well, you are thrown into the midst of this, and I, that's what I want to address is when when it's all thrust upon you rather quickly, what do you do? Well, the first thing I want to say is you've got this. Just I, I would say just please write that down. You've got this. You may be starting a, a homeschooling in, in somewhat of a fashion, but you are all all together all the time. And that can be a bit of a challenge. So one, uh, like I said, number one, you can do this. Number two, you know, honestly, it's not going to be easy. It's just not. You have all these humans with different personalities, different expectations, and different gifts, strengths, and talents. And they have different responsibilities on them. So that takes some getting used to. You may not be used to being a teacher, and your kids may not be used to you being their teacher and now they've become your students. That's another interesting dynamic because it's one thing to send your kids to school. They do their, they're under the authority of their teacher. They come home and you help them with homework. But when you are now responsible for overseeing it all and you know exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and I'm going to be honest, there's going to be a lot of confusion. Teachers are dealing with the same thing you're dealing with. They're not taking their kids to school and then going off to teach your children. They're now with their children at their home, and maybe they're the ones being the teachers that are that are taking this all on, online. So there, you, there is going to be a little unrest, and, and there will be glitches. That's okay. Remember that the, few, the first few days are going to be the toughest. Just figuring out what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, which is why you've got to make a schedule. It's so important. And then when you make that schedule, work really hard to kind of make that schedule into a routine. And here's why. Kids work better when they know what's going to happen next. Here's a tip for you. I used it all the time with my children. Tell them what's coming. Hey, guys, we're going to do math 
We're going to do whatever. We're going to watch this online class. We're going to do math or we're going to do this writing assignment. Then we're going to have lunch. And then you're going to go outside and have an hour break or go in your room and read or whatever it is you, you do that, that child likes doing. You're going to get an hour off. Okay. I hope you caught what I just said there. I tell them what's coming. So tell your children what's coming. And then tell them once you get through that, what the benefit, the reward, or um, the treat will be for getting those things done. You'll find that once you establish a schedule and and you tell them what's coming and you work diligently toward that routine, you'll have a lot less resistance. That's very important. Then use your phone and help them set alarms. And use your phone and help you set alarms. Why do we do that? Well, because, well, in school, they're, they're set for so many minutes in a certain period. If your children go to private or public school. Or, you know, if they're in elementary school, not quite as much. It bleeds over a little bit more. But certainly in the upper grade levels, they're used to time that uh, is allocated like that. So that's okay. You can emulate that same amount of time. But here's the beauty of it you can have some flexibility because they are at home and there is a lot going on. Things will change from day to day, but as much as possible, create the schedule and stick to it. You'll find that you'll have less resistance and more cooperation. If you are a, a, if you are a, a person of faith, pray. Pray with your children, pray over your children, pray with your spouse, And then have your own time of prayer. Be very specific in those prayers. If you have a child that is anxiety-ridden, I've already had to talk to a couple of my family members just about the anxiety that they're feeling because they tend, sensitive children, uh, no matter what their age, they tend to take on stress and they internalize it. And sometimes they can make themselves sick or they can have panic attacks or they can have anxiety issues. You want, to be, you want to be aware of that and help them understand and walk with them through that. So don't be so dogmatic on the schedule that you can't be in tune to what's going on. I've told you this before. You're going to be mastering the art of the pivot. Every day that you set out might be a little different than what you plan, but that's okay. It's okay. Your goal is moving forward and you are moving forward. And it just may have some twists and turns, just like life is having a tremendous amount of twists and turns right now. Find some time. Fifth, find some time for quietness. Have your kids have some quiet time. You have some quiet time. And you may be saying, yeah, but Connie, you don't know my day. I totally get your day. And I totally understand that you really legitimately might not think you have time, but I'm telling you for your mental well-being, and I'm not a doctor, but from your mental well-being, from your, uh, for, for you to be able to be calm and keep things, keep your family in order and moving in a, a positive, healthy direction, you've got to have some time just for you. It doesn't have to be long. It could be time reading a book you love. It could be time reading scripture. It can be time just meditating and praying. Those matter significantly. Your children are looking for you to keep things calm. 
And if if you're stressed, if the news is on 24-7 and you're getting worked up or you're looking in the fridge thinking we don't have enough food or we don't have enough supplies or somebody gets sick and you start getting frazzled because you're not getting any rest, you're not doing your family the best that you could do for them. Now, that's not a guilt or shame. It's just I'm giving you permission to find and make time for yourself. Then be creative. Just just be creative. If you have to pivot and adjust, do math and do math a different way. If you have younger children, even if you have older children, cooking is a great way to do math. Going outside, working in a, you know, planting a garden, going outside and playing a game, a kickball or whatever game you might have if they have a basketball hoop or you have a pool, depending on where you live. Take some time to let them have rest and let them be creative. Pull out the crafts. Integrate crafts into what you're doing. Let them get their brain off of what's going on and all the things they need to do and do something that's just fun and kind of fills their bucket. Six, stay in touch with your friends. This is going to be important because it is true. We can encourage and equip each other by the way that we support one another. You could be drowning and your friend sends you a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, how you doing? Sometimes just that simple little, I'm thinking about you, we're swimming in the same stream, we're all going, you know, we're all swimming together, we're all in this together, that can just breathe life into you and give you a shot in the arm. So stay in touch with your friends. If, if some of your friends start getting overwhelmed, you be the person who gives them a shot in the arm and vice versa. But don't go into total hibernation mode. We need each other. You also, at times, will need to vent with each other because you just get frustrated or maybe you get discouraged or overwhelmed or maybe you get a bit anxious yourself. But a little call goes a long way. And same with your, your kids. They may be missing their friends. Let them have some time where they can just check in with their friends. Make it point specific so they don't end up wasting an hour scrolling, but specific friends that they are they truly are close to. Have them learn the art of thinking of others and reaching out and ministering to them along the way. Social distancing could be pretty adverse to your kids because they're not used to it. Your kids are used to being connected 24/7. In many cases, I know you don't think that, but if you ran the numbers and you saw the data, a large percentage of kids just seem to be on call constantly. So their social distancing, their lack of being able to go to school or to ball games or to music or whatever it is that they do can really impact your children. And you want to be mindful of that. So give them some extra time in your day for them to connect with them. Maybe they could even do some fun little videos where they share it with their friends, not necessarily on social media or Snapchat or TikTok. I'm not saying that, but just where they can share a, a FaceTime or even a little video that they've had fun creating and making. That goes a long way in helping your children deal with the, the somewhat isolation they're going to to experience. Now, your introverts may not mind it, but your extroverted children, they may, or those children that have deep connections with other people, they they will benefit greatly from that. Next, give yourself some grace. Give your children some grace and give your spouse grace. 
working together, doing school, living life, staying on top of what's going on. If by chance someone in your family becomes ill, all of those can be taxing emotionally, mentally, physically on you and the rest of the family. Oh, and let me even say financially, because this can get really expensive. But have grace. Everyone is stressed out right now. Or I would say most people are stressed out right now. Even the strongest of those with enormous faith can't, can get caught up in, in the stress and, and the concerns of what's really going on. But reminding them that it's going to be okay, that it is a season, and something that I have been saying repeatedly is your kids and you are actually living a chapter in American history that hasn't been experienced for a very, very long time. What happens now, you're going to be telling your grandkids about one day, or your children are going to be telling their children about. It is that monumental. It's been a long time since the entire country was basically brought down. And I know many of you uh, that have stocks or investments, you've watched those plummet, and you're concerned about, about your retirement. You're concerned about paying your mortgage. You're even concerned about buying groceries to kind of get you through this. Give yourself some grace. Be creative. Be inventive. There's a lot of ways that you can even earn money right now. That's not my point on this podcast, but there are some ways out there. We'll try to do, I'll try to do another podcast on that. Remember that your children are going to be an extension of you. If you have a sense of calmness, if you have a sense of optimism, if you keep this in perspective, it can be bad. We don't know how bad it's going to be. At the time of this recording, we don't know how bad it's really going to get. Maybe one day we'll look back and laugh at how the entire country uh, cleared the shelves or the demand that it placed on our entire economic system. Maybe that will happen. I pray that's what happens. I'd rather look back and kind of giggle than look back and think, wow, we lost a lot of people. That, that would surely be a sombering part of our American history. But just remember that it's, it is a trying time. There are so many uncertainties. Your children will feed off of your energy, positive or negative. You want to work at being joyful. Use this as a time to remind them how awesome it is that your family actually gets to be together because most families don't have this kind of time together. Parents are traveling or they're working a lot. Kids are off at school and then they're off to practice. Use this time as an opportunity to listen to your kids. This is, this is really a great opportunity to hear what excites them. What do they look forward to? It's also a great time to look and think about what are they afraid about? What are they afraid of? What concerns them? Those items, those are real legitimate fears and hopes and dreams and concerns. And because this forced home, so to speak, avoidance, social distancing, because that has been pushed on us, then we are able to use this in a positive way. I'm all about taking something, taking lemons and making lemonade. The other thing that you want to do, and this is probably the most, and I will close with this, 
is reminding your children because while this COVID-19 doesn't seem to adversely impact the younger generation, and obviously when you're not impacted, like when you're not sick, it's hard to, and it's hard to really think about others that could be or might be because sometimes we tend to just look at ourselves in our own circumstance and, and we think that that's what everybody else is going through. But in fact, that's not the reality here. This is a great opportunity for you to teach your children how to be responsible citizens who look out and care for fellow citizens who might not be as, who might be a little more vulnerable than they are. It's a time for you to teach them and tell them and explain to them why they don't want to be running around because they might be at a lesser risk they could still be a carrier and pass it on to grandma or grandpa or the neighbor or perhaps even you and your spouse. When they start to learn that their behavior impacts and has the potential to make others ill or harmed or you know, even worse, then all of a sudden this becomes closer to home. They start to see how a society is so tightly knit together and how we really are a lot closer than we think we are. When you focus on these elements and you think about we're all going to work together, play together, live together, do school together, cook together, clean together, and basically do life in the four walls of your home by, you know, for the most part, when they see that you are full of grace, that you are explaining what's happening, that you are not absorbing the fear and panic and concern, but you're being prepared, that you are establishing a rhythm and a routine to your life that they need, and it's in conjunction with how they are doing and where they are uh, emotionally and psychologically, and it doesn't take a PhD for you to know if your child's struggling or not, or your spouse or you. But this is a great time for you to have wonderful conversations. This is a great time for your family to be strengthened and to build and create those rich relationships through this, you know, horrible situation in many ways that we're, we're walking and we're living through. So keep that on the front of your mind as you try to navigate all of this. And stay tuned because I'm going to be addressing, addressing more of this This isn't the only crisis we're going to have. It is a crisis and it's a pretty big one. But what I have shared with you is really applicable to when you have financial shortfalls, when you have a child who gets chronically ill, or maybe you or your spouse gets chronically ill, or there's some form of a crisis. These principles are all still the same and they will greatly help you build the family you long to build. Because the truth is, Once they turn 18, you want them to want to come around and not feel like it's a duty or a checklist, right? So stay tuned, come back. I'm going to be sharing more in this series of uh, growing your family together through crisis on the next episode. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.